Good morning, Power Place fam. Let's stand to our feet as we worship this morning. We're so excited to be in the house of the Lord. Good morning to our online family. We're so excited to get the gift to come and worship. We were praying this morning and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, it's a gift that you have the power to lead. It's a gift that you have authority to cast out demons. It's a gift. And so we're basking in the gift this morning of, of just his, his goodness and how he is worthy. So let's just worship this morning knowing that, that he's the only one who's worthy. Amen.
just feel like the Lord is telling us to move this morning. And he's saying that if you don't wanna praise me now, you're gonna praise me anyways. You're gonna praise me eventually. All the world will praise his name. They will bow at his feet. And so he's giving you the opportunity to do it now, to move now, to praise now. He's asking for movement this morning. He's asking you to praise and you get to praise him. So this morning, we're just gonna keep singing it until there's movement. We're gonna keep singing it until all the walls of religion and expectation are falling down because we're going further. We're going deeper. We don't want yesterday's oil. We are here for newness. We are here for more. So we're gonna praise, we're gonna get loud. We're gonna stomp on the enemy's head this morning. Let's do it together. And unto the Lamb, unto the Lamb, this beautiful man who reigns. Glory to God in the highest. And unto the Lamb, unto the Lamb, this beautiful man who reigns forever.
It's worship the king. Well, guess what? We come into this place. We have two. We're going to three. You know, I mean, it's getting longer and longer and longer. Hours to say, okay, God, fill me up with what you have. Because I have to do life. And I want to do it with a righteous anger that says, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. I want every hand in this place. Girls, I want you to do it again. Let's go. I don't know what's next. But I want this church, I want this church to get from your tippy toes. I want it to come from your tippy toes. This isn't the time to be quiet. I want it to be loud. Ashley, I want it to be loud. I want it, I want this place to roar. A roar like a lion. It's time to roar, church. It's time to roar. It's time to stand up for who we believe in. It's time to make a to make a move. Even if it's just becoming not quiet, but loud. So I want you to start to prophesy to yourself. Body, you will re- you will respond to this. Prophecy, I respond. I prophesy in myself that I will respond to who Jesus Christ is. I will respond. I want that. Lord, help me to become bold. I prophesy boldness in my body. I prophesy spirit of infirmity, get out. Get out. Maybe you have to say it out loud right now. Maybe you're filled with sickness today. Spirit of infirmity, get out. Get out. Get out. You can't can't live here. You can't live here. Oh, mind, mind, be, be right today. Mind, be right today. Mind, be right today. In the name of Jesus, I declare freedom in my mind. I declare my mind to be good. If you can speak in, in other tongues, I want you to do it right now across the place. And if you can do it loudly, I want you to do it loud.
of sickness, disease, infirmity, any oppression. As he is, so are we in the world. As he is, so are we in the world. That's down here. Shay. It's not just a heavenly reality. It's an earthly reality. He said, as he is, so are we in the world. As he is, so are we in the world. His blood speaks a better word. His blood speaks a better word. So 
Psalms 103 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. I love that Ashley talked about declaring today. We declare. We're not asking, we're declaring. I am healed in Jesus' name. I am healed. I showed up today. I showed up today for a reason, not just to be another seat, not just to be another person in a seat. I showed up today to declare some things. I showed up today to declare freedom over my family. I showed up today to declare freedom over my body. I showed up today to declare freedom over my mind. I showed up today to declare freedom over the world. I showed up today for a reason. I'm a warrior and a soldier, not to be confused with one of those out there. I am leading the charge and I'm taking ground for him. And I didn't just show up today to fill space. I showed up today to take ground. And by that, I declare freedom. I declare health. I declare wholeness. But church, we have to become a declaring church. We have to become a declaring church because this is the difference. This is an asking church. And this is a declaring church. And asking church, Lord, I just, I ask, I ask, maybe you'll do it this time. Lord, I declare today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice and be glad. Everything that I thought was going to take me out didn't take me out, but it made me better. What the enemy meant for evil has now turned me into good. Where I'm headed is better than anywhere I've ever been. And I will declare that every day that passes. I woke up today and the enemy should be worried about that. You woke up today. Is the enemy worried? Make him worry. Make him quiver a little bit. Let him know. You're going to be sad you didn't take me out last night. Because I'm coming for your jugular today. And I'm going to tell everyone that I know about the God that saved me. So that I can snuff you out. And through that, I declare healing. I declare my family for you. I declare wholeness. I declare today things happen in his presence. And when we all show up in a community of worshipers, when you show up in a community of worshipers and you're sitting, uh, uh, you know, maybe you're sitting next to to Kim Brown, Mrs. Brown, and you're rubbing shoulders with Mrs. Brown and she lifts her hands and all of a sudden what she's going through and declaring all of a sudden rubs off on you and you're like, I want to declare what she's declaring because this feels right. And now all of a sudden you're declaring because she's declaring and now the person next to you, what my mom's saying about, you know, weirdos in the room. Dude, I love being weird. Are you kidding me? I grew up with a whole bunch of weirdos in mosh pits at rock concerts that didn't care. I want to be weird for him. Like, I want to dance with a purpose. I don't want to dance to just be a fool. I want to dance to praise him. I want to show him, Lord, I am undignified before you because that's how much I love you. I am willing to praise you beyond my comfort. 
which my comfort zones are not, not really, I don't really, yeah, anyways. But I, but I want to push myself. And through me declaring, I hope it rubs off on you declaring. And, and them declaring. And beyond these walls declaring. We had a pickleball tournament yesterday. And, and a lady came to me at the end. She goes, you know what's crazy? She said, I've never been here before. I didn't know you guys existed. She said, but I, there's not a mean person in this room. I said, well, I mean, that, that's good. Glad. It's known when you're in his presence. It's just known. I want Taylor to sing out, and I, uh, and I want her to lead this, and I want us to sing as a church. I want us to declare some things. And I, I want you to praise. Okay, I want you to praise. I want you to praise as though it's done. This is the difference, and this is the difference between asking and declaring. Declaring is knowing it's going to be. We are declaring things as done. Those walls will fall. My body will come into alignment with you. It is done in Jesus' name. Those battling infertility. Lord, you wanted my quiver to be full. Now fill it. I'm declaring today in Jesus' name, babies on babies on babies. We declare it. Even the ladies in the room that don't want babies, Lord, give it to them. <laughs> don't drink the water out of the water fountain. We've been praying over it. I want you to declare some things. I want you to declare some things. Maybe your body is so sick that you didn't even want to get out to come up here because you battled it so many times. I've been up to that altar a million times for my sickness. I'm still sick. I've been there where you want to run into that wall and be like, I don't know if I should keep on going. I remember being a youth uh, uh, seeking after speaking in tongues and, and being like, man, should I go up again? I feel like an idiot going up every, every time they're calling for, for wanting to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. No, you push yourself. You say, no, I'm going to drive in until I see it. I'm declaring things today. I'm declaring health and wholeness today until I see it. That doesn't mean I'm giving up at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, whenever we let out around here. I'm not sure. I, I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm giving up when I leave on my way home and I'm defeated and I didn't get it. Oh, oh I still, I'm still sick. Oh, I guess I'm, I'm just going to give up until next week. Maybe I'll try again next week. We say daily encounters with the Lord matter for a reason. You're supposed to be meeting with him on Monday morning. Hey, Lord, remember I was declaring that yesterday? I'm declaring it again today. And I'm going to declare it again tomorrow. So get used to this space because I'll be back over and over again to declare it until I see it. Why? Because we're going to say it until we see it. We declare things for a reason around here. Lord, we want to expand, and we say it until we see it. God didn't just put things on this house for no good reason. He put them on this house so we could speak them into existence. That's how we're doing it. Come on, every hand in this place raised. Come on, Taylor, lead us out. We're going to sing. We're going to declare some things. Come on, we're going to declare some things. We're going to declare some things this morning.
Thank you, Lord. We declare freedom today in Jesus' name. We declare freedom today in Jesus' name. No longer bound down by the things of this world, but free in Jesus' name. We love you and we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence that's in the room. Thank you for your tangible presence that's in the room. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We worship you today. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 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 Pour out on the rest of this service, Lord. Pour out. We give you permission to pour. We open ourselves up to receive today, to receive even the things we think are uncomfortable. <laughs> we open up today, Lord. We say pour. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Hey, welcome to the Power Place this morning. It's so good to have you. Why don't you greet someone before you're seated and watch this. Good morning, Power Place family. My name is Billy, and I'm the community pastor here at the Power Place. Welcome to church. We exist to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can engage with your world. If you're new here and this is your first Sunday, we have a gift for you. Now, if you wanna get that gift, make sure you fill out a new here card in the seat back in front of you. Find it right now. Go ahead, as I'm talking, go ahead and find that card, fill that out and drop it off at the connection bar on your way out of service. Our volunteers at the Connection Bar are a great resource for you to be able to just connect with and talk to, to find out a little bit more about our church, our values, and the ins and outs of what's going on here at the Power Place. Here at the Power Place, we have core values, and those core values are really the heart and soul of the church on why we exist and why we do what we do. Well, this week's core value is loud, and what we say with loud is it's his honor over our dignity. And if you don't understand what that means, it's basically a way of saying we don't care who sees us and what is around us. All we care about is growing closer with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that means going crazy and worshiping like crazy and becoming undignified, then that's what we strive to do. Now, all you women out there, if you want to get undignified and get loud in your faith, we have an awesome opportunity this week for you at Women's Night. That's gonna be this coming Tuesday at 6.30. Lauren Smack is gonna be bringing an awesome word. And I know from personal experience that God is always moving on those Women's Nights. My wife is always coming home and telling me what an awesome time it has been just encountering the Lord, just growing together as women. So once again, you definitely do not wanna miss out. This coming Tuesday, 6.30, Women's Night is happening. Listen up, we have an important announcement regarding Power Place Kids. For more on that, here's Pastor Jeremy. Hey, Power Place kids and families. Just a reminder, uh, this Sunday, right now, today, is the last day to sign up for the Family Thanksgiving Day coming up this Saturday, November 19th from 12 to 2. So make sure you come and see me 
or Miss Priscilla to sign up and sign up and bring some goodies. See you there. For all the latest happenings here at the Power Place, be sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As always, we're going to have an opportunity to give back here at the Power Place. There's many ways that you can give your tithe and offering. You can drop off at the boxes on your way out of service. You can give snail mail, the church center app, our website, or you can text to give at 84321. That's it for this Sunday. Let's give it up for Pastor Greg as he starts our new series, Gifts of the Spirit. church how's everybody good good to see you in God's house today so pastor why are you wearing a hat I, I just decided to be cool today like everybody else uh, actually I had surgery on my head I had a squamous cell carcinoma removed this week It's cancer. It's gone. And uh, the enemy's tried to take me out several different ways. And I'm still standing. I'm going to continue to stand until the Lord says I'm, I'm done. Amen. I just decided not to gross you out with my my stitches and the fun part. But if you want to see it, I have a picture. <laughs> Lady said, my husband works as a service technician for a large exterminating company. One of the rules of the company is that he has to confirm each appointment by phone the night before a service call to that household. One evening, he made such a call when a man answered the phone. He said, hi, this is Gary from A to Z Pest Control Company. Your wife phoned us. There's a long silence. Then the husband heard the man, my husband heard the man on the other end say, Honey, it's for you. Someone wants to talk to you about your relatives. <laughs> Pest removal. Okay. Johnny, where's your homework? Miss Martin said sternly to the little boy while holding out her hand. My dog ate it, was his solemn response. Johnny, I've been a teacher for 18 years. Do you really expect me to believe that? It's true, Miss Martin. I swear it is, insisted Johnny. I had to smear honey all over it, but I finally got him to eat it. <laughs> uh, as Christy said today, uh, this voting week has been an interesting one. And uh, my observation is that America wants to continue to kill babies, so that's their vote. They want to vote for anyone who will allow them to have their right to kill babies in the womb. And the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. That's our responsibility. And so I implore you as a child of the living God to take up your, your prayer knees 
begin to intercede, begin to turn your heart toward heaven, and let's, let's dig in and uh, continue to pray for miracles. God loves life. He's not about murder. He's all about life. And so we contend, we intercede for the things of life. So continue to do that, whatever that takes. Amen? Our core value of the week is loud, his honor over our dignity. We want to become undignified before the Lord. We want to push aside any thought of what anybody else cares that anybody cares what I look like, what I act like, what I'm, what I'm, I want, I'm living for an audience of one. And if Jesus is pleased, then I'm pleased. Amen. So our, our, our situation doesn't dictate our praise. Our praise dictates our situation. So we continue to praise him loudly with everything that we are. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Again, I want to say thank you to all of you who uh, just for all the blessings that you poured out on our pastoral staff and on Christy and myself for Pastor Appreciation Month. Uh, we are overwhelmed by your kindness. We're overwhelmed by your generosity. And... Uh, I feel like God has given us a team. We're all in this together. And we're, we're honored and humbled to, uh, to be blessed in, in such a, an overwhelming way. So thank you. Thank you from all the staff. Uh, we are grateful. Amen. Today we begin our, our series on the gifts of the Spirit. I want to talk about uh, three of the gifts today, prophecy, what are they, prophecy, teaching, <laughs> and serving. Jack Hayford said, Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, yet when the Spirit comes, he is loaded with packages. He desires to release much more in us and through us than we could ever imagine. These gifts are given for delivery, not for accumulation. Look at your neighbor and say, don't accumulate, deliver. They're not for accumulation, they're for delivery. We receive them to pass them on to others. I love Jack Hayford. He, he's a mighty man of God who has led the way all these years. And he's so right on. I, I saw that Smith Wigglesworth said, wherever the Holy Ghost has right of way, 
the gifts of the Spirit will be in manifestation. And where these gifts are never in manifestation, I question whether he is present. It doesn't just mean in church. It also means in your daily life. Because the gifts are not necessarily for church meetings. The gifts are for the marketplace. Everywhere you go, every, everyone you encounter, you should be in a place where you're listening to the Holy Spirit and he delivers through you in the moment everything that is needed for that moment. We don't need any more spiritual badges in the church. We need the church to be the church on the outside of these doors. When I was younger in ministry, I had a, a sign over my door that said, you are now entering the mission field. Everywhere you go outside of this building is the mission field. And God has called you, God has anointed you, God has given you gifts so that you're able to minister to anyone at any given moment, the spiritual gift that God has anointed you with. Amen. Someone said, give God time and space if you want him to move in your life. It's like a tea bag. You got to let it soak. You got to give him time, give him space to move, do what he wants to do. You won't get the fullness unless you let the tea bag soak. You won't receive the fullness of what is in there unless you allow that hot water of the Holy Spirit to release everything that God has for you. So, and, and I, I know I'm speaking to the choir because you're still here. It's almost 11 o'clock and you haven't run yet. And sometimes you just got to sit and soak. You got to soak in his presence, give him time and space. Tell your neighbor, don't be a microwave Christian. I want it now, I want it fast, I want it, give it to me now. It takes a minute to kick this thing. What? I need a bigger microwave. Why the power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, daily. Be empowered by the Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are all about. And as you sit and soak in His presence daily, it's those daily encounters that really matter. It's those daily encounters. To, Sunday is, is a day where we gather together to receive, but it's also the beginning of a new week of daily encounters where we're able to sit and soak in his presence, give him time and space. So well, I don't have time. Set your clock a little earlier for your alarm. You have time. You're just not utilizing the time you have. Amen. 
we all have time. We all have the same amount of time. It's how we choose to use the time that we have that makes a difference in our lives. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. I meet a lot of people and, and first encounters can be interesting. And, and some people in their first encounter with me will begin to tell me everything they know, everyone they know, everything they've done, every where they've been. And they're trying to build themselves up to a level where I will be impressed. And my first initial response is Romans chapter 12, verse 3. You're thinking way more highly of yourself than you ought to. You need to sober yourself up. A little sober judgment will do wonders in your life. And... I also notice there's always those who want to get on stage, whatever stage there is. They want to grab a microphone, and my response is, grab a broom for a year. Serve the house before you're able to speak to the house. A lot of people want to place themselves in a leadership position but aren't willing to serve. Almost everyone up here have vacuumed this, this house for a long time. They've, they've cleaned the floors. They've held babies. They've missed out on the corporate encounter because they're ministering to the next generation. And I want to challenge you to serve. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed. Don't try to jump to the stage. Don't try to jump to the microphone. Don't try to jump to a place of leadership if you haven't put a towel around your waist and washed feet. Jesus said, you see what I'm doing? I want you to do that as well. Because that's the true mark of leadership if you're willing to serve. I watch. And um, there's some people that, that uh, they just want to be seen. But there are those who have the true heart of a servant, who have the true heart of Jesus, who will serve behind the scenes without ever getting any accolades. They're not looking for it. They just want to serve Jesus. They want to serve this house. Can I challenge you to be that, that person? Amen? And I would love to call some names right now because there are some who uh, just do that and it's, it's refreshing. Uh, 
because then I'll, I'll, they'll not get their reward in heaven. I, I'd rather have my reward in heaven Amen. than down here. Um, but thank you to those who have such a servant's heart, who minister on a continual basis in this house, behind the scenes. And what a gift you are to the house. What a gift you are to the kingdom of God. Verse 4, for just as each, each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. Somebody say function. It's about function. It's not about your giftedness and you're, you're so much better than everybody else. No, you have a certain function that God has designed for you. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let me talk about uh, just the first three there for a moment. Uh, prophesying. Let me give some clarity to this. Um, the word of God is prophecy. The word of God is prophetic. The word of God is prophesying. And as you daily encounter his word, he will speak to you prophetically on a daily basis. I need that. I don't know about you, but I, I need a prophetic word from God every day. It keeps me on track. It, it allows me to understand that he sees me. He knows exactly what I'm going through. He knows where I'm headed, and he's already ahead of me, and he's taking care of me from behind me. He's all around me. The Bible says he's, he's a circle around us. He's, he uh, is a, a shield about us. He's our glory and the lifter of our heads. That's the awesome God we serve. And so daily as we encounter his word, he prophetically speaks to us and then we'll use that to speak through us. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12, uh, Peter the, the apostle writes, so I will always remind you of these things. He said, you're going you're gonna to hear me on repeat a lot. I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. And I would say to you, there, there are things God speaks to you. Write it down. Take the time to journal it. Write down the scripture. Write down what God's saying to you through it. Because you can pass it on to the next generation. You can verbally pass it on, but you can also written pass it on. 
So they have a copy of what God has said. Um, and, and Peter says, I'm, I'm going to make every effort to see that after my departure, you'll always be able to remember these things. I'm going to say certain things so many times that you won't be able to forget it. Be Jesus with skin on. Things that you need to remember. And he says in verse 16, For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So I'm, I'm not talking to you about things I heard about. So I saw this. I saw it with my very eyes. I'm an eyewitness. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. He's like, I, I'm, I didn't conjure up this stuff. This isn't stuff that I, I want to believe. No, I lived it. I heard the voice. I heard him speak clearly. I know exactly what he said. I'm an eyewitness. And he says in verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. The word of God is a prophetic message and it's completely reliable. The word of God is a prophetic message and it is completely reliable. You don't have to question. You don't have to worry. What does he mean here? Is it really going to happen? I don't know. I haven't seen it happen yet. It's completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it. Some of us aren't paying attention. We need to wake up and pay attention to what God's saying in his word. You will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. I don't know about you, but this world is filled with darkness. And the word of God brings light in the midst of darkness. You're able to see clearly. Things that get cloudy, things that, that, that get all gummed up, you bring the word of God into it and everything becomes clear. You can see clearly. So he says you, you do well to pay attention. Where am I at? Verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. The prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You can count on the Word of God, and you can realize that the Word of God is prophetic. It is prophecy. 
Also, another thing, according to the Apostle Paul, spiritual gifts can be imparted or given to believers through prophetic words or prayer by the elders. There's an impartation available through receiving prophetic words and prayers. Notice 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says to his son of the faith, Timothy, prescribe and teach these things. You ever got a prescription? He says, this, this is what I want you to prescribe. Take this several times a day, and you'll be better off because of it. So he said, prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness. I used to be able to preach that as a young man, but now I say that to my son. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're young, but rather in your speech, in your conduct, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Sometimes we negate the truth that we speak by the way that we act. And Paul was imploring his son Timothy, don't, don't do that. Prove the truth of what you speak by how you are and how you act. Show yourself an example of those who believe. And until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and teaching. Because what are you doing when, when you publicly read the scripture? You're speaking prophetically over those who are hearing. You're exhorting them. You're teaching them. And through that, they are growing. And he says in verse 14, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Because as you're speaking the truth, the prophetic word of God, it's, it's bringing salvation to those who are hearing and listening. <coughs> Amen. So spiritual gifts can be imparted and given to believers through prophetic prayer by the elders. So I would say to us, steward well what you have received. I've had people uh, that we were able to minister to years ago at other places, and they have since come back and said, we didn't really understand what we were given, and we... We miss, we miss the true teaching. And so I say steward well what, what God has entrusted to you. And he says to his son Timothy, pay, pay close attention to yourself. Have check marks. Check yourself. See how you're faring. Are you, are you growing and, and maturing or are you falling back? and missing out on the best that God has for you. Don't neglect that spiritual gift that was given to you through the laying down of hands and the prophetic utterance. And then I would say, 
live an exemplary life. Because words can be just words unless there's an example behind them, a real life example. People need to see Jesus with skin on rather than just hear about him. Thirdly, share your story. Tell your neighbor, share your story. Share the story of what Jesus has done in your life. Because what he's done in your life, he has the power to do in someone else's life. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, then I fell at his feet to worship him. Uh, the apostle John was, was worshiping the angel who was giving him this message, but the the angel said to me, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Your testimony is prophetic for someone else. If Jesus has done this for you, he can most certainly do it for somebody else. So prophesy that. Look, I once was blind, but now I see if God did that for me, he can do it for you. I used to be this. I used to be an alcoholic, totally messed up on drugs, but God set me free. God, God cleansed me. God gave me a brand new mind. I now have the mind of Christ. I used to have a reprobate mind, but now I've got the mind of Christ. If he did that for me, he can do it for you. How many years have you been in that? Oh, well, I was 35 years in that, and God set me free. God cleansed me. God allowed me to walk out of my prison and that testimony brings prophetic freedom to someone else. If Jesus has done this for me. He can most certainly do that for you. So prophesy that. And I believe you also, uh, heads of households, you have a responsibility to speak and prophesy the word of God over your family. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. You have the power to speak the word of God over your family. Husbands over your wives, over your children. And that, that washing of water with the word cleanses, purifies, speaks prophetically into their lives. Come on, somebody. I used to pray over my children, my, my boys, that you would be the best boy in the world. I'd, I'd pray that over them. I'd speak that to them. God's going to make you the best boy in the world. I spoke that over Alexandra. You're going to be the best little girl in the world, even though she didn't act like it even though you didn't act like it. <laughs> and I would prophetically speak the word of God over them. Yeah. And watch it wash them. Just wash them. Verse 27, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So as you prophetically in your family speak life 
speak the word of God. It cleanses them. It washes them. It sanctifies them. It purifies them. It makes them holy and able to become what God designed them to be. Anybody with me today? This is a responsibility. It's not just a privilege. It's a responsibility. Pick it up and take it. Use it. Use the tools God has given you to prophetically speak in your family. Amen. So prophetic ministry, what is it? It's hearing and speaking God-inspired words. Hearing and speaking God-inspired words. What is prophecy? It's hearing and speaking God-inspired words. What is prophecy? It's hearing and speaking God-inspired words. What is prophecy? It's hearing and speaking God-inspired words. It's not just, ah, I got a good thought. I think I'll just spit that out there. No, you, you, you familiarize yourself with the voice of the Spirit of God. That nudge. That's why we talk about living by the nudge. It's, it's a nudge. It's not a push. It's not a, I'm going to force this down you. No, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, always has been, always will be. And so he nudges us just, just slightly. It's that still, small voice of the Spirit. It's, it's that, that quiet speaking that you recognize because you've been around it so long. If I pick up the phone and don't see the caller ID, if it's someone I know, I will immediately recognize their voice. You don't have to tell me, hi, Dad, it's me. I already know that. One syllable out of your mouth tells me who you are because I'm familiar with your voice. I could be in, in that part of the building, and when Christy walks in, I know it's her. She has a sound. It's a good sound. That's one of the things that, that drew me to her in Bible college. I'd be eating at my cafe table in the cafeteria, and I would hear the cackling <laughs> and the joy that just emanated out of her. And I would I'd be like, who is that? Instant recognition. And that's why we live by the nudge of the Holy Spirit. We speak prophetic words that are God-inspired. A couple of weeks ago, some of you waited in line for over an hour to receive prayer and a prophetic word. And God spoke to you. Your hour wasn't wasted. God spoke life into you. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, 
But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So prophetic words, hearing and speaking God-inspired words, they, they bring strength, encouragement, and comfort. The NASB translates, but the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. So the purpose, purpose of prophecy is edification and strengthening, exhortation and encouraging, and comfort and consolation. Sometimes you'll get a word that isn't encouraging, comforting, or strengthening. You'll receive that from someone, and you can automatically say, you know what, I don't receive that. Sorry. That's, that's not from God. People have tried to do that with me. They've come to tell me what the Lord said. And because I know the word of the living God, I know the prophetic word of God, I can look at them and say, that's not from God. It's not from God. Well, why? why? <laughs> if it was from God, I'd receive it, but it's not from God, so I don't receive it. It's not going to attach itself to me. Are you hearing me today? That's why it's so important to know the, the word of God. That's why it's so important. I, I was in Trinidad, West Indies. We were ministering, and some... Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses came to the house and I had a conversation with them and they left all in a huff. And the next day, um, the, guy, the guy shows up with his elders. So we want to sit down and talk. I said, no, you know what? I've told you the truth and that's the way it is. He said, yeah, but the word of God says, come let us reason together. I said, actually, that's God speaking to his prophet and said, come let us reason together. It's not giving you a carte blanche thing that you can just come and take an hour of my time and waste my time because I won't do that. He said, well, I'm, I'm the Apostle Paul of the West Indies. I said, great. I said, but... You're not taking my time because I know what the word of God says. Don't try to buffalo me with your, your little thing. I, I digress so many times. I get lost. So if it's encouraging, if it's strengthening, if it's comforting, you can know that it's a word of prophecy from the Lord. Amen? Amen? And remember, a prophetic word is not a guarantee, but it's an invitation to partner with what God is saying. You've got to steward well what God is speaking over you so that you can receive the fullness of it. Amen. First uh, Samuel chapter 3, verse 21. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, 
because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So the Lord reveals himself in, by the words he speaks to us. He reveals his character. He reveals who he is through the prophetic word of God or by prophetic words from other believers prompted by the Lord. The Lord revealed himself at Shiloh to Samuel by the word of the Lord. You need to become comfortable hearing the word of the Lord. You need to become comfortable of hearing his voice to where nothing can distract you, nothing can disarm you, nothing can push you to the side. You, you need to know that's God or that's not God. Don't, don't come to me and say, I don't know if it's God or not. I want, I'm going to send you back home. You get in the word of God and listen to his still small voice. Get tuned in so you don't miss out on what he's saying to you. Because unless you're a self-feeder and a self-listener, you're going to be lost. I don't care what house you attach yourself to. You need him to speak to you yourself. Don't. Don't always go to people and say, you got a word, word for me? You got a word from the Lord for me? No, you need to get a word from God for yourself. You need to be so diligent at hearing his voice that everything else is tuned out. Hallelujah. You got to live by the nudge. Prophecy is openly making known, speaking words that God is inspiring you to say. And the prophetic prompting can come ahead of time or instantaneously, or it can be a combination of both. Notice three, three places of scripture here. Ahead of time, 1 Samuel 15, 16, Samuel said to Saul, wait, let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak. So God spoke to Samuel the night before, he was to meet with, with Saul. Uh, it can happen instantaneously. Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 10, 1 Samuel. When they came to the hill there, behold, a group of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came upon him mightily so that he prophesied among them. He wasn't planning on prophesying, but as he stepped into the presence of God, he began to speak prophetically. It happened instantaneously. And then there could be a combination of both. 1 Samuel 9, 15. Now, a day before Saul's coming, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel, saying, day before. About this time tomorrow, I'll send you a man from the land of Benjamin. You shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He will deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I've regarded my people because their cry has come to me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, this one shall rule over my people. So it was beforehand and instantaneously. Now, how did Samuel know all this? Because he was so tuned in to the voice of the Lord, because the Lord had revealed himself to him through the word of the Lord. And this is my prayer for each and every one of us, that we would become so in tune with the voice of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love, yet Desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 
Why is prophecy one of the, the greater gifts? It's because it brings strength, encouragement, and comfort. And everybody needs that. I'm telling you, you can prophesy at the marketplace. You can prophesy on the streets of Kenan. You can prophesy in the restaurant with your waiter or waitress. We've experienced it many times. And God uses the body of Christ to speak words of encouragement, strength, and comfort. Desire that. Amen. In fact, if you desire that, I just want you to lift your hand right now. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you. Thank you for this earnest desire to prophesy. I thank you, Lord, that you are going to use us. You're going to speak to us and through us to bring encouragement, comfort, and strength, edification. You're going to use us to build up people, and that's going to draw them to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to unleash, unleash that gift in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that, that this house will become a house filled with prophets. Not so they can speak on this stage, but so they can speak life into those around them. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God you are. Give us your words for your time, your place, your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive that now. Amen. Amen. Teaching and serving. Ephesians 4.1. I'll close quickly here. I only have about 10 more pages. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be an example. Don't let anybody look at you and say, but you said and you're not living like that. No, live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers, and here's their job. Verse 12, to do all the work. We pay you to do all the work.
their job is to equip his people for works of service. To give you the tools you need so you can do the work of the ministry everywhere you go. So the church isn't right here at 576 Rosedale Road, Suite 10 and 11. The, the church is here to equip you so you can spread out all over Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania and, and do the works of service Ooh. so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become... Become... I don't want to grow up. Oh, but you got to become mature, able to handle everything that comes your way without running home to mommy and daddy. Mature, able to handle what's coming your way because God wants you equipped for service so you can do the work of the ministry, become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He wants you to be just like Christ. And he's using the pastors, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers to, to build you up, to give you the equipment you need so that you can do the work of service and be mature and handle everything that comes your way. Well, are we never supposed to call and ask for help? No, you don't. Have, you don't. You can, but you don't have to, because you've got the training manual. Daily, you're reading it. Daily, you're encountering His presence. Daily, you're in the Word of God, and the Word of God is prophetically speaking over you. Daily, so you're growing up. You're getting stronger more mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Maturity is the goal. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Go ahead, grow up. You really need to grow up because you're acting like a baby. I'm tired of changing your diapers. Grow up. I'm tired of bottle feeding you. Grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to take responsibility for your own actions. Grow up. Then he says, verse 14, then we will no longer be infants. We're not going to need to be bottle fed anymore. We're not going to need our diapers changed. We're, we're going to know how to do the functions we need. We're going to be able to feed ourselves. No longer infants. And what an infant is tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. You've got a bunch of babies just being tossed back and forth, back and forth, blown here and there, going to that conference and this conference, hoping to get something there that's going to help me become, and I didn't get enough there, so I've got to go over here, and I've got to go to the power place now. I go to the power place on Fridays because I can't get enough of my church. And it's, it's time to grow up. 
Not be an infant tossed here and there, back and forth. Every wind of doctrine, everything that comes through. Oh, I think, whoa, that, that's flashy. I like, oh, ah, a flag. <laughs> not here, not in this house. Um, if you have a flag, drop it at the door. They're not in the Bible. Did I say that? I did. I did say that. Uh, they're not welcome in this house. And um, there's several different reasons why, but I'll just say, first of all, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. We kind of go by the Bible big deal to us because absolute truth brings complete freedom then we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming in, instead on the other hand instead speaking the truth in love and I'm trying to say this as much love as I have in my heart. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Man, when I see you and meet you, I, I want to be able to, to look at you and say, wow, you look like Jesus. Like Landon said last week, the Christians were first called Christians at Antioch. Antioch, the Antiochians, they looked at the, the, the disciples of Jesus and they said, you act like, you look like, you are like Christ. So we're going to call you Christian, Christ-like one. Instead of speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That's what the spiritual gifts are for. Okay. Last but not least, serving. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert, and of sober mind so that you may pray. The end of all things is near. We're living in the last days. So it, we've got to be alert. We've got to be of sober mind so that we can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Oh, you can be hospitable and grumble. <laughs> oh, well. You knew how much work this was. Don't do that. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received. Is it up there? Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. 
If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Those are prophetic words. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. If you're serving and you're way too tired, you may be doing it in the wrong way. Because God has strength for you as you serve his house. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Stand with me. Remind you of what Jack Hayford said. Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yet when the Spirit comes, he's loaded with packages. He desires to release much more in us and through us than we could ever imagine. And these gifts are given for delivery, not for accumulation. We receive them to pass them on to others. 1 Peter 4.10 in the NLT says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use them well. Whatever gift God has given you. Some of you have the gift of baking bread. I have more bread than I can eat right now and I'm blessed but you're serving well whatever gift God has given you use it well to serve one another so we want to grow up we want to serve others so that they can grow up and serve others so that they can grow up and serve others so that they can grow up and serve others. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. So Lord, let the meditation of my heart, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Because if they're pleasing in your sight, they're going to be pleasing and bring life and encouragement and strength and comfort to those I'm able to speak to. So just lift your hands right now all over this place and say, Lord, I, I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you, Lord. Thank you for the gifts that you have for me. Thank you for the gifts, Lord, that you are bestowing on me so that I can use them well to bless somebody else. That I can use them well to serve somebody. Because, Lord, as I serve somebody in your power, in your anointing, it raises them to a whole nother level. I want my words to be pleasing to you. I want my thoughts to be pleasing to you so that it can change the atmosphere around me. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. asking you to use me 
Thank you for the gifts you've blessed me with. Open my eyes to more. Help me to see, Lord, that I have more gifts than I can handle. Things that I'm able to pour out on others. Use me, Jesus. In this world, may I be your light. Holy is the Lord on high. Glory fills the tent. Holy is the Lord be your servants we want to serve you and your kingdom well we love you Jesus maybe you're here today and you don't you don't know this Jesus I'm talking about you haven't given your life to him yet if you want to receive him and make things right with God today It'd be great if you didn't walk out here the same way you walked in. It'd be great if you just humbled yourself before him and said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Anyone here want to do that today? Make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. All over this room. Anyone? I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. I don't want to live like I've always lived. Living for myself doesn't, doesn't satisfy. But I want to live for Jesus. Anyone? I don't want to miss an opportunity for you to give yourself completely and totally to Jesus. Anyone? We want to celebrate with you. Think about that for a second as we sing. Join with the elders, holy is the Lord on high, high, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, high, holy is the Lord on 
say yes to Jesus today. Yes, Lord, I want to give you all of me. Thank you, Lord. Anyone? So I want, I want you just to say yes to the Lord today, however he wants to use you to prophesy, to speak, to teach, and to serve, okay? Hunger, hunger for him, hunger for the gifts that he has for you. Just take a few moments, lift your hands toward heaven. Say, Lord, I, I give you myself today. I don't want to mess out on one thing you have for me, Lord. I offer myself to you. I offer myself to you, Lord. I offer myself to you. Acquaint me with your voice. Let me hear you speaking to me. This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. Go ahead. Offer yourself to him right now. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you.
I believe even today at lunch, God's going to give you some prophetic words for someone, someone you encounter. He's going to anoint you as you listen to his still small voice. He's going to use you to speak life, encouragement, comfort, strength, healing. Amen. Amen. Put your hand on your neighbor and just pray for them. Lord, in Jesus' name, I just pray that you would use them today and throughout this week to be Jesus with skin on, to speak life-giving words, prophetic words that will teach and that will serve in the mighty name of Jesus. Anoint them, Lord. Use them to make an incredible difference in everyone they come in contact with, whether it be family or friends or work relationships, employees and employers. Lord, use us, I pray. Use us, I pray. Fill us with your anointing. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we would speak life-giving God words. God words. We hear and we speak what you're saying to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Go for it. Go for it. Holy is the Lord. Lord. 